Praise the Lord, everyone. Let's lift our hands to the Lord and give Him honor, give Him glory, give Him praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is good when everything's bad. Amen. I'm glad He's my friend. I'm glad I'm in the house of the Lord tonight. What a beautiful spirit there is. Amen. I appreciate the Lord and everything he's doing. And uh, tonight's going to be a little different for me, but not if you watch my Facebook. Second Tuesday of every month, I do what I call study at the kitchen table. So tonight I'm going to be at the table. One, to prove I can stay seated that long. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. But anyway... If uh, you're not on my Facebook page, send me a friend request. Um, and every second Tuesday of every month, we started out doing home builders. And then I was literally running into people at Walmart and banks and, and said, hey, you think you could teach this one of the Tuesdays? So now I'm kind of splitting things up and placing videos. But I can tell you this, uh, the video we did uh, last month, uh, about two days after that, uh, a person called me that was baptized right here in this church and he talked to me about the church said he loves the Griffiths and so he is very very seriously about maybe coming so he's been reaching out to me and I've reached out to people I'm getting bombarded by people at work everywhere talking to me about the Lord and you know what I'm finding out people want to know they don't want to know much about me they really don't want to know much about you they want to know about him They want to know why is all this things going on in this world. And I'm glad we have an answer. How about it? Amen. Lord bless you. God bless you. You can be seated. Amen. So tonight we're going to be studying at the table. Yes, I even got to wear glasses. Usually when I'm preaching, I don't look at much anyway. I just find rhythm and go. Praise the Lord. Amen. Don't know where it goes, but it goes talk about 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verses 8 and 9 and I will be reading a few verses as we go I didn't turn them in because most of the time when I'm doing this I just read the verse or something myself and keep going so but you are more than welcome to follow along that way if you choose 2 Corinthians 4 8 9 we are troubled on every side yet not distressed we are perplexed but not in despair. Boy, that's sounding pretty good, ain't it? Sounds like we're going to win. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. You know, the Lord dealt with me very strongly about this, and, and that's why I just wanted... This would be a very simple message to turn into evangelistic, I can promise. But that's not how I feel I need to go tonight. Amen? And sometimes life offers us two choices, breakdown or breakthrough. You could be there tonight. You're either going to break down or you're going to break through. I choose to break through. How about you? Amen. Acts 28 verse 5, we find that the apostle Paul has just been shipwrecked and 
they all made it to shore. And I like the description of how it said that some grabbed boards, some grabbed debris, some swim, but all made it to shore. So it tells me the most important thing going on in our life is just to make it. Hello, somebody. We are not in competition in this race with each other. Some are going to run faster. That's just the way it is. Amen. This is why we have one winner in Olympic races. Somebody ran faster. But I'm here to tell you this. My goal was just to cross the finish line. I just want to hear him say, well done. I want to make it to shore. If I got to grab a board, a debris, whatever it takes to get me to that shore is what I am willing to do. How about you? Amen. So we all made it to shore, and they're on the island of Melita, and uh, they already had a fire going. And the Apostle Paul, he was going to go grab some wood and lay it on the fire. And as he grabbed the wood and began to place it on the fire, a poisonous viper came out of that fire and latched onto him. Latched onto him. Not just bite him, it latched onto him. Have you ever had things that just latch onto you? And it seems like it's going to take an act of God to get rid of it. Maybe that's what we need is an act of God to get rid of it. But it fastened on the Apostle Paul's hand. And I love what the Apostle Paul did with this venomous snake. You would have thought that maybe he'd have walked away from the fire or he would have took it somewhere else. But the Apostle Paul Shuck it off in the very fire that it crawled out of. You hear me? Don't you think it's time we put the enemy back where he came from? Hello. Instead of letting him stay attached to us and fastened to us, the Apostle Paul said, I'm going to send you right back in the fire that you crawled out of. We don't have time to play games with our enemy. All right? Send him right back to hell. Every spirit that comes against you, send it right back where it came from. I said send it right back where it came from. Don't entertain it. Don't listen to it because that is the first steps of deception. That is first steps of failure. You know, we talk about Eve, but Eve's first mistake was not the apple. The first mistake was listening to the serpent in the first place. Humanity was not created to listen to the serpent. Amen. So the Apostle Paul, he shucked this thing off right back in the fire. Now listen to this. In paradise, we find a serpent. In the fire, we find a serpent. You know what that tells me? That old boy can show up anywhere at any time. (laughs) Have you ever just been having a good day? And all of a sudden, here he comes wants to fasten himself onto you and latch himself onto you, I'm telling you right now, you better shake that thing off. I said, shake that thing off. Amen? And here's the thing. When all of the people that were there seen this venomous snake bite him, they were just waiting for Paul to die. They said they were waiting for him to swell up and die. That's how poisonous this snake was. But when they seen 
He wasn't even sick, Sister Irvin. He wasn't even moved. He had no hurt. He had no pain. And you know what them people were thinking? He should have been dead by now. How many things has happened in our walk with God that should have killed us? Preach with me, somebody. Everything that happens is the enemy's goal to drive you right out of the kingdom of God. Look at your neighbor and say, it should have killed me. But guess what? You're still here. I'm still here. You want to know why? We shuck some things off in a fire. We sent it right back where it came from. And like I'm talking about tonight, he decided not to break down, but we, we need to break through, okay? I said break through. The enemy wants us to break down. Amen? It should have killed us. A lot of things, a lot of things that has attacked my life. I look back and say, God, it was only by your grace that I'm still here. Anybody else feel that way? God, it was only by your mercy that I'm still here. I'm going to be honest with you. When I, 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 see, I'm very transparent. I don't care to let you know I'm not perfect because you ain't either. So don't phase me at all. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Not in the least. But here's, here's my true feelings. Sometimes when I know I'm going to be preaching or speaking, I've literally got to get down and thank God just for that opportunity. You want to know why? Because where I came from, what I was involved in, and even since I've been in the church, I, I, I can look and say, God, I'm not even worthy to hold the microphone, much less talk about your word. Sometimes we need to check ourselves, our spirits, our attitude, our egos. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know any good. That's what Jesus said. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But just think, we are people that shouldn't even be running the race, that should have been knocked out of it, should have died. But here we sit tonight, feeling the presence of the Lord, worshiping God in spirit and in truth, and ain't a one of us worthy. I said, ain't a one of us worthy. Amen? <laughs> so he sent some things that should have killed us. But instead of breaking down, we chose to break through. Anybody can quit at any given time. You're here tonight because you chose to be. Hello? And life is a choice. And so many times I've heard Pentecostals be blamed. Oh, you guys are the one that dictate people. I mean, some of them might. This guy don't. Well, you're the one that forces people. I'm going to tell you right now. You can't force nobody to do nothing they don't want to do. They'll smile at your face, and when you turn your back, they're going to do exactly what they were doing to begin with. How do I know that? Because I do that a lot. Praise <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Just might as well be honest with you. But it's the truth. This walk, walk, walk that we're walking, it's got an on-ramp and an off-ramp. You can get on it or off of it anytime you choose to. And I can promise you whether that serpent shows up in your paradise like Eve or he comes out of the fire like he did here, you're going to have an encounter with the serpent. Are you hearing me? No one's getting a hall pass from fighting this battle. 
This is our proving ground. So when the rapture of the church happens, God's going to say, they stood with me in the fire. They stood with me in the storm. They stood with me in the trial. This is proving ground. So fight your battle. Hello, fight your battle. Because it's yours to win or lose. Do you agree with that? (laughs) So anyway, the serpent, he comes out of the fire. Isn't it amazing that in the fires of revival, you can even find serpents crawling around? (laughs) Oh, you think I'm kidding? No, I ain't kidding. I tell people all the time, keep your grass cut short. It makes it easier to see the snakes. (laughs) It's the truth. Amen. You can have a fiery revival, a great prayer closet encounter, and you will find a serpent crawling out of that fire and attacking you before you know it. Are you here? All right. Let me move on to another verse. Galatians 6, chapter 6, verse 9. Now, here's one that's going to help us. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Absolutely nothing we do, good or bad, ever goes unnoticed by our Heavenly Father. You understand that? People acting like and living like God ain't seeing everything they're doing. Can you imagine? He fills all space. That's just like some people won't repent because they're ashamed of what they have to tell God, like he don't know. I find it's best just to be transparent with God. Have you ever read about David? He would go to God and say, I want every one of those guys killed right now. You say, well, that's pretty negative, ain't it? No, that's pretty transparent. As a matter of fact, he said, enter my, the grace room with boldness. Come before him with boldness. You know why sometimes we don't get things that we need? We're not aggressive enough in prayer. I say lay it on the altar and let God separate everything out. Put it before the Lord and let God separate it. Hey, he ain't going to do anything that he don't want to anyway, so... But we got to be more aggressive when we come to God. God, here's what I need. We beat around the bush way too much. And God's scratching his head and going, look, I know what you want, but you need to ask. Hello? So just ask. Seek. You shall find. Are you Knock. There's instructions that go with the miracle. Got to get aggressive. And, you know, I've heard people, I've, I've never really heard that here, and I'm really glad I haven't. If you feel that way, that's fine. I'm not here to debate or argue, but I literally have heard ministers preach that Holy Ghost-filled people cannot be depressed. Okay, how many know that's a lie? I'm I'm telling you, that's a lie. Look at all the hands. We know that's a lie. You can be depressed. Be not weary in well-doing. When you're giving your best and you're putting everything you can into it and nothing still seems to go right, that can be frustrating. And then you have these people, well, I don't let it bother me. Hi, now you're lying, slick. (laughs) There's things that bother me. There's people that bothers me. There's drivers that bother me. There's all kinds of stuff that bothers me. (laughs) So I got to keep my flesh under subjection, just like all of you do. Come on now. Ain't nobody in this building perfect. Hello, somebody. There's a lot of things that bother you, but he's telling us, don't be weary in well-doing. Keep doing well. 
Keep doing what you're supposed to do. We got to understand we can become emotionally, spiritually drained. You say, oh, no, I can't. Well, that's a sign that you already are. (laughs) Let me tell you something. If you don't keep prayed up and study the word, attend church regularly, hear the word, you can become spiritually drained. And listen to me and not even know you're becoming spiritually drained. It's the truth. You can wander from God and not even know you wander until you go to look for him. Then you realize, whoa, there's a distance there that wasn't there before. And if there's a distance between you and God, God never changes so he never moves. That means we've done the moving. Amen. So if you drifted from the Lord, let me tell you where he's at, right where you left him. He hasn't moved. He hasn't changed. And it can be really, really frustrating when you're giving it your best shot, man. And then it just seems like it's still falling apart. Let's just be honest with each other. That's frustrating. That can be depressed. You can become emotionally drained. We deal with stuff all day long. We go to the job. Sometimes you run into angels. Sometimes they're fallen angels. Sometimes they're devil. I mean, you don't know who you're going to run into today. It's like I told somebody. Everybody I meet today is going to make my day. Some by coming, some by leaving. Okay? Praise the Lord. Don't be weary in well-doing. Do we really believe with Job when it says he knows the way that I take? That means he knows where Steve Piles is all the time. God never says, oops. He never says, I didn't see that coming. And here's something that we all need to understand. Sometimes we're blaming storms on the devil when actually God's sending the storm. Hello. God will shake us to wake us. That'll preach all by itself. God will shake us to wake us. Remember Jonah? And it says, and God sent the storm. Why? To wake up a sleeping prophet. God will shake your foundations. God will shake our house. He'd rather shake you up and cause you to seek him than you just keep going the way you're going and be lost. Amen? Be not weary in well-doing. It's very frustrating when you're given 100% and it still ain't working. Now, I know we've all been there probably daily. Or you always have these kind running around. You've done a thousand things right, but they only remember the one thing wrong. Huh? It's the truth. You got people that are so negative. You could do positive things in front of them all day, and it's like they don't even notice. That's why you got to come to be like me. I don't care if you notice or not. (laughs) I'm going to do what I do, and I'm going home. That's just the way it is. Praise the Lord. Amen. Don't be weary in well-doing. And in due season, season means it may take a while. You shall reap if you what? If you don't break down. But if you break through. Amen. A lot of times, you know, when Job encountered all that at the beginning of that story, 
That's where a lot of people split ways with God. Some people, some people leave churches because they just simply didn't get their way. Well, you're in for a really sad awakening. This world really doesn't owe us nothing because, for one, it was here before we were. <laughs> Hello? People are doing crazy things. And the church is in the middle of all of this. We have to endure all this madness that's going on. And we're saying, Lord, why don't you do something? He is. He's getting ready to return. The world is not heaven. Quit acting like this is heaven. Of course, there's chaos and sin and rebellion and meanness and madness, school shootings, killings, because you're in this world, not that one. That's why my hope's not here. That's why you need to look away to what's coming. In due season, you'll reap if you faint not. How many believe this is going to be worth hanging on to? Oh, I know it is. People say you don't see heaven. I don't have to see heaven. I know it's there. Are you hearing me? Romans 8, 28, very familiar verse. <laughs> Moving right along. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Look at your neighbor and say, he's working on it. <laughs> he's working on it. Give God time. And sometimes our life can be like a puzzle when God's trying to put all the pieces together. And then we don't understand it so that means we think God failed us. It don't mean that at all. It don't even mean that at all. We got to understand we are living for the life to come. Amen? And whatever we receive along the way in this life is an added benefit. Hello? I am so glad that God is for me. Amen? <laughs> the promise, though, in this verse is very controversial. And, is, and it really can be controversial because a lot of people think that this verse applies to just everyone. But it doesn't. There is a stipulation to this verse. Let's really read it the way it says. When we know that all things work together for the good and people stop And they stop. Well, you know what the word said. It's going to work out. He's worked together for the good. And then they stop. They don't read the rest of the verse. To them. <laughs> now he's bringing it home and making it personal. To them that love God. Woo, how many love God? Then guess what? This verse applies to you. And are called according to his purpose. What is he saying here? If you love him and you're giving it your best shot, this verse is for you. But it ain't for everybody, and that's why it's controversial, because it applies to people that love God. I love him, and he loves me. How many have seen great people of faith? I'm talking about faith. Great people of faith leave this world 
Sometimes in very bad deaths. Sometimes it was just a bad death. I mean, I have seen great people of faith, people that lived and loved God, leave this world in a bad way. So does that mean God was not for them? Does that mean any of those things that sometimes we think? No, because here's why. If they died in the faith. See, how you leave this world will determine where you end up. Hello? Despite of the religious world, everybody ain't going to heaven. Somebody asked me that at work. They said, well, how do you know everybody's not going to heaven? I said, because two will be in the bed and one will be taken and one will be left. That tells me everybody's not going. I want to go. How about you? I'm going to stay in love with him until he comes. Are you hearing me? I refuse to break down, but I choose to break through. We can all break down, man. You can quit tonight. You can leave this church and say, I'm never going back, and probably a lightning bolt's not going to hit your car. That's your choice. Choose this day. It's your choice. I choose to love him. I choose to walk with him. I choose no, no matter what I encounter in this life, it ain't going with us when we leave. Are you hearing me? Your sickness ain't going with you. Your trials ain't going with you. You say, I've been broke all my life. Hang on. You got a brand new home coming. This gold people fight about, we're going to walk on it. Just hang on. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. You know how I know it's going to get better? Because the world's getting darker and for the church is getting lighter. When you see all this stuff going on, that, that should not discourage us. That should encourage us. When you see these things come to pass, when you see these things come to pass, look up your redemption draweth nigh. How many is ready to go home? How many would, seriously, now we got loved ones that ain't coming to church tonight, but I'm going to tell you, I love them, I pray for them, but guess what? They had the same opportunity to be in this house tonight as we are. And if Jesus would choose to come tonight, it would just be all right with me. Oh, hello, somebody. Would it be all right with you if he chose to come tonight? You say, well, I got this going on. I got that going on. I'm going to tell you something. When God said, shut the door in the ark, the door was shut. It didn't matter who was getting on, who was thinking about getting on, who was on their way getting on, the door was shut. It was shut. And then the whole wait a little longer, sweet Jesus, that's false too. He ain't waiting. He's got a time marked on the calendar when he's coming. Five were wise, five were foolish, sweetie. Read the book. He's coming back after a people who has made their self ready. And I say, if he chooses to come tonight, come Lord Jesus. That's what the book says. Boy, I mean... If if you'd like to hang around and visit with the Antichrist, go right ahead. I'm not. I'm ready to get out of here. I don't know about you. I've had all the devils I can stand. I'm ready to go meet everybody you run into you're going to like. Can you imagine that? Just think about that. Even your neighbor in the mansion next to you, you're going to like. I, I, don't tell me you ain't never fought with your neighbor. You ain't human if you ain't fought with a neighbor. <laughs> Praise the Lord. 
I remember a sermon I preached along, or uh, heard a preach a long time ago, and it's never left me, and I want to iterate this again. And here's what the title was. The Holy Ghost does not have a weak link. There's no weakness in God's spirit. If we break, it's our flesh. If we break, it's on us because the Holy Ghost don't have a weak link. You can't break the Holy Ghost. You can't tear it apart. You can't defeat it. So who's failure to blame? Uh, us. I know this. we're living in a world that likes to blame everybody else. I'm going to tell you right now, until you take responsibility for your sin, you ain't fully repented. It ain't like, well, Lord, I, I wouldn't have done that if it hadn't have been for that one. I mean, some of y'all act like God's going to talk to you about their demons and talk to them about your problems. <laughs> no, no, it's going to be us and him. Us and him. This thing's coming down to us and him and nobody else. Amen. Holy Ghost don't have a don't have a weak link, church. But God wants us to have a breakthrough. Moving right along. <clears throat> Excuse me, Romans 8 31. What should we say to these things? What things? Whatever things bothering you. <laughs> what should we say to these things? If God be for us, who? Who? He's asking a very good question. If God is for you, who? Name it. I give you the microphone right now if you know something that can defeat God. Who can be against us? Nothing. Cancer can't defeat us. It may make you sick, but when you leave, cancer's gone. Problems can't defeat us because once we leave, we are problem free. It all depends on which life you're living for. I'm living for the one to come. Sure, I want good things while I'm in this life. But I don't care about having the biggest house on the block. I just want a place to lay my head, some food to eat, decent car to drive, some nice clothes, and some Chuck Taylors. That's all I ask at this life. Don't ever back down if God is backing you up. Why would you back down? Why would we quit? Why would we run? Why would we surrender? Ask yourself that. The next time you think about quitting and leaving the church and walk out on God, ask yourself, where are you going? Where you came from? Well, you didn't like that either because you came here. <laughs> well, I'm going back where I came from. Okay, well, you left there too. I'm going to tell you right now, some people can change churches 30 times and they ain't going to be happy nowhere. Oh, my Lord. Hello. Are you hearing me? And really, sometimes, what's the point in changing churches? Does it really make a difference which one you stay home from? (laughs) Who can be against us? Can you name something? Can you name something that can defeat the Holy Ghost that lives in our heart? You got the floor. No, we can't. And just because we have problems does not mean God is not for us. Hello? Do you know Jesus Christ himself felt God forsaken? 
My God, my God, why? Think about what Jesus said. The God in flesh, why hast thou forsaken me? So you can feel forsaken and abandoned by God. It is emotions that we have. Jesus proved it on the cross. But the difference is we got to bring it into subjection and understand that just because things are coming against us does not mean God is not for us. He's for us. I believe when you father's angels over the balcony saying, get up. If anybody here thinks God wants you to fail, you definitely need to pray back through to the Holy Ghost. Calvary should remove every single doubt that the enemy or we could even think up whether God is for us or not. The cross proved he's for us. He gave his life for us. He shed blood for us. What else do we want? What else does he have to do? Hello, somebody. The fact that things come against us is going to happen. But you remember, for every breakdown, God has a breakthrough. Yeah. How many has ever been so low, and boy, you got to a service that night? The Holy Ghost moved on you, and you just knew you got that release. I have felt some huge releases in my life. Man, you can't do nothing but worship when God releases When you get that breakthrough, when you get that what you've been searching for. Hmm? Well, preacher, I've been wanting a breakthrough for six months. Keep going to the throne. Keep going to the throne. Because one of these times it's going to be your turn. Ooh, hello, somebody. God wants us sometimes. He said, what should we say to these things? You know, I remember the Lord one time impressed on me when I was, I mean, man, I was, I I was, I don't know, I guess I was lacking faith. It was in the basement. I couldn't find it. I couldn't get where I'm going spiritually. And I remember one time the Lord spoke to me and said, why don't you speak to the mountain? You ever thought about that? Speak to the mountain. Tell it to move. Are you hearing me? Now you say, what if it don't? It don't matter. You obeyed the voice of the Lord. Speak to the mountain. And if it don't move, climb it. Go through it. Go around it. Just do something. Don't sit there and die. People die spiritually because they never make a move. They'll sit there and backslide before they'll make a move. Well, I would go pray tonight, and I've got some problems, but everybody's going to think I'm backslid. If it's that bad, you shouldn't be caring what people think. Can I ask you a question? The night you received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, was you really worried about what everybody thought, or did you just want to be delivered and set free and filled with the Spirit? 
Come on, man. I was in the altar saying, oh, God, take this booze. Oh, God, take these drugs. God, I'll never do that. I didn't care what anybody, and they were all religious people. I didn't even care what they thought. Didn't care what the pastor thought. I, as a matter of fact, I didn't even know if I cared what Jesus thought. All I knew was I was in the altar. I was bound. I didn't care. God, I needed help. And I remember when he released me, I was free, filled with the Holy Ghost, and I had the greatest breakthrough of my life. Amen? We got to understand that. Amen. Coming to my close, favorite verse in the entire Bible, Micah 7, 8. Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy, when I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. <laughs> Rejoice not, O oh my enemy. He directly spoke to his enemy. Ooh. You say, what, what does that mean to me? Here's what it means to you. Speak to your sickness. Speak to your problems. Speak to your finances. If it is an enemy that's distracting you and discouraging you, tell that enemy to quit rejoicing. Hello? Don't you think it's time to get up from where you are and get where you need to be? Huh? You know, one of the problems in churches, we have come so accustomed to the valley that we think that's our home. There's some mountaintops in the church. There's some victory dances in the church. There's a lot of good things in the church. He said, though I walk through the valley. Somebody say through. That means he wasn't setting up shop. He didn't plan on camping there. But if you're walking through it, walk through it, and then walk out of it. Hello? Tell that enemy of failure you're not having a breakdown today or tomorrow that you're going to have a breakthrough. We need breakthroughs in the church. I personally believe, this is just my opinion, I personally believe that no assembly of truth, us, whoever, will not have the full revival until the strong man comes down. Bring that strong man down. Then watch God give breakthroughs. We got to bring down every strong man in our sanctuary. We got to bring down every strong man in everybody's life, every family. We need to be praying, God, give breakthroughs, give breakthroughs. Too many people breaking down, and God's wanting us to break through. Rejoice not against me, my enemy. Rejoice not against me, my enemy. Quit throwing a party because I'm about to get up. Come on, somebody. I'm about to get up. I am tired of being defeated. I am tired of living this. I am tired. I'm tired of all this junk. When you get sick of something, you'll change it. Otherwise, you just griping and complaining and looking for attention. Change it. Change it. Quit playing with it. If you're sick of it, remove it. 
Tell that enemy to go back where he came from like he dropped the serpent back into the fire. He didn't carry it around the island. He dropped it right back where it came from. Send that enemy right back where it came from. Every negative voice, send right back where it came from. Are you hearing me tonight? God wants to give us breakthroughs, not breakdowns. There's no weakness in God. Are you hearing me? At some point, every person in this building I'll be done in about five minutes. You will hear everybody in this building. If you've walked with the Lord any time at all, you're going to hear these two words. Jesus will directly speak to you. You know what they are? Trust me. Trust me. Woo! Trust me. You know when I have caused the most problems? When I lean unto my own understanding. Trust me. Trust me. You may be hearing God tell you that now. Like we said, you can be emotionally drained, physically drained, spiritually drained. But still, in all of that, we hear, trust me. Trust me. Trust me. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. God is telling people in this building tonight, trust him. Quit looking at the breakdowns and the disappointments and the failures and everything the enemy's throwing at us. God has you a breakthrough, not a breakdown, a breakthrough. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. (laughs) Two examples. Peter denied Jesus. Judas betrayed him. Right? Both had horrible breakdowns. Could you imagine living with the regret, the shame, the pain, the hurt that those two men were suffering? The only difference is Peter had his breakthrough and got back up. Judas took his life. Because he never found his breakthrough. One denied, one betrayed. Both had your regret, both were sorrowful. As a matter of fact, I'm going to say something maybe you haven't heard before, but once again, this is my opinion. Do you know who I think was the greatest eyewitness in all of the Bible of who Jesus really was? Judas. Because he realized who he betrayed He had a close view of who he betrayed. And it sent this man to such shame, such regret, that he took his own life. We got people all around us. They're breaking down. And we sit here with the answer of what they need. Are you hearing me? Man, suicide rates out the roof. People living with such pain and regret and don't know where to turn. And here we see them daily and don't tell them. Wow. I'm going to tell you right now. We have to endure until Jesus comes. In closing, I have a few quotes for you. Winners never quit, but quitters never win. By perseverance, the snail finally made it to the ark. (laughs) 
<laughs> so you got to keep going no matter how slow you're going. <laughs> Hang on even if everybody else is letting go. You just can't beat a person who refuses to stay down. Fall seven times, get up eight. God is a shelter from the storm, but sometimes I think he wants us to dance in the rain. Ooh, hello, somebody. Hold on tight and fight as hard as you can because your choices sometimes is break down or break through. Amen. Stand with me if you want. Let's just lift our hands and, and praise the Lord and give him praise in the closing of this service. Wonderful God, we appreciate you tonight. We're so thankful, thankful that you have a breakthrough for every one of us, Lord.